0: Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to Grid Talk, your weekly RC racing podcast with your host, myself, Russell Lee. Before we get into it, I'd like to say a massive thank you to the sponsors. So, thank you to CMR Distribution, Schumacher Racing, and of course, Will Speed, the companies that keep us on every weekend. Always very generous when it comes to prizes at Christmas. So guys, thanks for your constant support. We couldn't do this show every week without you. So tonight, we've got Mark Hedlin, a world-famous factory wheel speed driver. <laughs> How you doing, mate? You there all
1: right? You yeah, very well, thanks. Yeah, that's quite an intro. I, I don't know about world-famous, uh, but the factory bit's kind of right. But that's not cool, long, isn't really, it? It's not that cool. not I'm very, very good, but you're there so, we are. You're so
0: factory. You're so factory. <laughs> you know. So, Welcome to the show. I know you're a bit of a, a hero with with podcasts, and you've been around a while, and you've been on loads, including you were on a grass track podcast two weeks ago, so I'm sorry if you're going to suffer a bit with overexposure.
1: That's all right. It's no, gotta keep the fans happy, mate.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, let's go straight into it. This is yep. your life. How did you get started in RC, and what was your first inkling of, of RC cars?
1: Right, um, quite a, well. Uh, I'm 41, so kind of fairly similar story to some of the you know previous guests you've had on. But you know, Tamiya's at secondary school were, were the kind of the big thing. Most people had them, um, you know. And a family friend had a monster beetle at the time, and um, you know he, uh, I saw it going, and was quite impressed with that. And he bought a new one, and I, I bought that off him when I was probably about I don't know. 10 years old 11 years old something like that and uh you know really enjoyed it and sort of thrashed it around the garden made tracks and jumps and had all sorts of fun and just yeah got the bug from it from there really then then um being a bit of a, a young wheeler dealer um i uh I, I sort of started buying and selling a few at school and cleaning them up and doing bits and bits and bobs to them and uh yeah then then um you know i was going to the model shop quite a lot for spares as you do when you're young when you're destroying the plastic tanniers yep um was was in there and found out there was a local club uh in the in the town um called ashford model car club which was at the north school um near us so uh yeah mum took us along when i was about 10 or 11 odd with a couple of charged batteries and a i can't remember what car i had now i think it was a cougar club 10 that's right a schumacher cougar that was my first brand new kit um when i was a youngster and uh and, and off i went she dropped me off and um and there i was in a in a hall with, uh, sort of other kids and adults as well and um clive and terry stockham ran the club then who are at mrt basically they're the guys that run that that's still going today and they basically ran the club it was on foam tires um we had buggies and pro 10 running in the hall and the pro 10s were pretty awesome i've blown away when i saw those as a kid how fast they were and uh and then yeah basically um raced there for for quite a few few years you know as a youngster and, and had lots of fun and you know, I was racing kind of Pro Cats and Laser ZXRs and uh, had a, had my first Predator because you know being Predator was a kind of Southeast based company. I had a had a carbon tub Pred which I wish I still had because it'd be worth a fortune now. Um, but so yeah, no, so so did did quite a few few years racing there and, and you know really really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good good fun. So that's where I sort of started started with it and sort of on and off um, still still going now, which is which is good. It's a sort of hobby that hasn't sort of really uh, really left us, you know. You know, the good thing about RC cars is
0: you can kind of put them in the cupboard and then, you know, get them, get them out twelve months later, two years later, and they you know they're still going to work, is not they? They're yeah, still a pretty current exactly. kit if you want to go racing, but you might stay in the club.
1: Too right, yeah, that's it, that's it.
0: So how did you end up working in the shop then? Because you ended up working in sitting board models, didn't you? That's
1: right. Yeah, I worked. Um, I worked in Model World uh, in, in Maidstone. It was then. It's moved since then. Yeah, um, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I worked. There's quite a. You know busy, busy shop, you know used to turn over or you know i can 't remember the figures now, but he used to turn over quite quite a quite a few hundred thousand a year there um, back then, so I was sort of 18 then and uh and uh, yeah sort of wasn't really sure what i wanted to do in my life and you know what i enjoyed sales basically because like i said when i was a youngster i was sort of wheeler dealing through school with cleaning up rc cars i remember bought a club buster for 30 quid cleaned it up and sold it for 100 and you know used to do bits and bobs out and uh, keep keep these cars in my backpack at school and whatever and uh, i always enjoyed sales you know so um i thought well you know, what do I know about? I know about RC cars because I sort of, you know, raced um, and was involved and in, I was also into planes as well. So I had had a, quite a few RC planes as well uh, as a youngster. And, um, you know, I thought, how can I combine some sort of experience in sales, etc., and and uh, and with the knowledge I had of, of RC really. And so I went and, uh, went and got a job um, at Model World and Mark Tilbury, um, who's now a sort of YouTuber plus running his other companies he's got in the RC industry um took us on and sort of trained me up which was good um in sort of business and and how to how to uh you know kind of sell and and, and how to run run the shop really and you know it, it sort of you know grew from there. from there for a few years and um you know started managing my own section of the shops so I used to look after the, the car end of the shop so you know the local racers coming in on Saturday and I used to skim their motors of you know this is how far we're going back now yeah. and, and, doing all the, you know, batteries for them and, and bits and pieces and Touring Car was, you know, really, really big then. You know, we're probably talking, racking my brains now, kind of 98, yeah uh, 1998. So that that kind of um, period just before the 2000s, you know, um, when Touring Car was, was huge and off-road was, uh, was sort of dying off a bit. So, yeah, yeah, you know, worked in there and, um, yeah, um, then went off to Australia, came back and thought, right, you know, I want to, um, you know, still interested in RC, obviously. I thought, well, how can I, progress because i was seeing uh, sales reps coming in selling to me and i thought well i could do their job um so i uh, at 21 um wrote a letter got a cv together and sent it to all the companies um in the uk all the distributors and um <clears throat> mirage rc enterprises um who were the hpi distributor um you know uh, got back in touch and said you know impressed with your covering letter etc I had a look, look look through your CV, and um, you know, would you like to come up for an interview? So, drove my uh, Mark II Golf GTI all the way up to Swadlingcote, um, yeah. to see Mr. Mr. Jason Dearden, and uh, and had an interview and, and and got the job. So I was looking after the south of the UK as a rep for uh, for Mirage Enterprises, and like I said, we did HPI, uh, Orion, um, and uh, quite a few other brands, Tornado Fuel trying to rack my brains now you know all the, all the other stuff we did but we had quite quite a few different brands and things that um that, that, that we sold and had um i think i was there for about five or six years and um, you know really enjoyed that part of my life you know young guy had a, had a company car and traveling all around the, the south i used to cover from cornwall to kent um so I had that kind of bottom half of, of the uk and, and staying away and doing doing various shows and other bits and pieces so yeah yeah that was a, a great part of my time and uh, you know Met some great people and, and and got some good friends still to this day from that job.
0: Yeah, class. I mean, obviously, you know, you when you were working um, at Mirage slash HPI, mm-hmm. I mean, there were some real superstars there, weren't they? I mean, Adam Skeldin, Carl Marsden, Greg Hill, Jamie Booth.
1: That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, know, yeah. it was, it was like
0: a who's. I mean, it was like a who's who of you know. <laughs>
1: yeah no we we had uh, you know a great time there you know <clears throat> like I say I'm still good mates with, with with all of those guys now and keep in touch and obviously they've all got a lot of them a lot of them have got their own businesses now and you know obviously Greg with RC Disco and Carl at Kyosho and Adam at Armour and Boothie with a, a, a SMD etc you know yeah um, they've obviously you know carried on in the trade and uh and, and hopefully are doing, doing well for themselves but yeah still keep in touch with them all and you know we had some wicked times you can imagine back then Ooh. you know the internet was really starting to boom and that HPI Savage was the, the thing to have and you know yeah. god we sold you know we did very well in that job you know um Jason really looked after us and and you know he he put a uh you know decent structure together for us out on the road and and you know as a as a team you know the company really really grew you know massively um and uh, yeah no it was a great time we used to go to the nuremberg toy fair and you imagine the the fun and games in germany with higher cars and beer and and other stuff. obviously not drink driving yeah <laughs> don't, do, don't do that kid yeah no, no, don't um, do that. you know but uh, greg driving a higher car my god that is an experience, yeah. uh, and I know I know he's racing his Clio now. So, so uh, yeah, if you're ever on track with Greg, certainly watch out for that one. Yeah. But you uh, know, yeah, no, yeah pl- plenty of uh, plenty of stories and, and, and great times during that part of my life.
0: Greg was saying that um, when Greg when we had him on, he was talking mm-hmm. about the um, the Touring Car Cup. Um, That's right. And, you know, yeah. Off to America one week, and like you say, Europe the, the following week, and it was just like a big, big Red Bull style or Benetton F1 team party at every weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't get involved in those races, unfortunately, with uh, with with going around around the world on that. But um, but yeah, you know that that, that was a great series and, and and event and stuff. We had quite a few UK people uh you know racing in the series which which was good um but then obviously we had the british touring car which um my friend drove it ian Curley. yeah um he was the second driver in the team of that green Lexus size 200 so yeah i used to go to a few of the btcc rounds with greg and Again, beers and partying were involved, as well as obviously promoting the cars, getting them on the TV, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, no, that was uh, you know really, really good, good fun project doing that, you know. Uh, and obviously having your friend driving the car as well was was great, you know. Yeah. So how easy was it to sell
0: uh, a Savage? Because oh. man,
1: <laughs> everyone had a Savage. Oh, it was um, everyone. It, it was like shooting fish in a barrel, to yeah. be fair. You know, once, uh, you know, once we had the prototype and we'd taken it to all the shops, et cetera, and fired it up. And obviously back then, you know, the bashing scene was just, it, it, it's infancy, really, I would say. People yeah. were kind of hammering eighth-scale buggies around, but uh, there was nothing like that on the market. And, you know, it was, it was the kind of right product at the right time. And, uh, you know, we, we'd take around the, the 21-sized, Savage back then, around the shops, and it just blew people's mind. You know the design of it, the strength of it. Um, the size was
0: another thing, and as the lot, size wasn't it? as well. Yeah, you right. yeah. It was a massive RC model for the time.
1: Yeah, and, and you, you know you'd, you'd literally go into a shop and you'd be sort of running through your usual stuff, special offers, this, that, and the other. And you say, you know, how many boxes of these do you want? And and you know, I, I know um, obviously, you know, Model World was a big shop and still is in in the southeast. And you know, I think me and Mark Tilbury were reminiscing the other day about the good old days and me selling back to him etc with, with hpi and he said yeah. oh, i think he did 60 savages one christmas you know it was it was crazy you know he was i was literally shipping you know uh, and rush evos and mt2s and all the stuff now it's all coming back to me now um you know we used to just you know fly out the door and same obviously with the with the other bigger shops up north um you know, your model sports etc um you know really really popular so yeah no it was, it was a pretty easy sell that one to be fair because you know awesome product and still going now really the, the savage you know
0: no. yeah it's class one
1: the you
0: you mentioned briefly that you you um, you talk about touring cars and how they took over yeah i stopped in my first time of racing i stopped racing i don't know around 94 95 when i was about 18 19 mm-hmm. yep. um what do you think it was that made touring cars so popular do you think it was the, the, they were pushing the development more on the touring cars than the buggies and that's what made it popular or
1: um, I think so. And I think it was the I um I'm just trying to sort of remember back now, really. I think it was just a bit of a it was a kind of new, new popular class, you know, these scale touring cars. Obviously we had the the you know, back in the day. The big we had bodied the, the, pro yeah, cat the, with the with yeah, a rally car body on. You've, got it. you've yeah. got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, they they were they were quite good. And I remember I remember as a as a youngster actually, David Spashit walked in. Uh, to ashford car club uh, uh, with this narrow touring car and, and everybody was like what the hell is this you know and it was a um it was a schumacher prototype sst yeah and it I was we're like, oh wow it's so narrow it looks like a tao2 tamia you know and then he, he he uh he obviously thrashed it around the track and blew everyone away and then um uh, yeah i don't know it kind of the momentum carried on and it was like a because uh, it was a new class and and um quite new and exciting and fast and and like you say the development that was going into it, it just it just went off you know and uh and obviously still still pretty strong you know today um but uh, you know off-road in eighth and all the other millions of classes we've got in rc um have uh you know kind of bounced back um but uh but yeah you know it was uh, yeah i did i did touring car for a for a while but um you know because i'd started with uh the buggy racing back when I was a youngster always had a, a passion for it. And I remember, you know, buying a, a B4 when I got back into RC, um, you know, I had a little break with my motorcycle racing, etc. Um, but, uh, you know, I got back into it, bought a B4 and I was like, well, where, where do I race, you know? And there, yeah. there wasn't that many off-road clubs around, but, um, I sort of stuck with it and found, found a few locally. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's obviously absolutely booming now, as you know, which, which is great to see And that, you know, everybody's got their own little class now, 12th, you know, pro, um not pro 10 sorry yeah you're 12 yeah yeah yeah, gt12 and and all the different classes and again yeah it's uh, it's nice to see them some but we sort of diversified i think back then there wasn't you you know the the amount of choice of classes so either you did touring car or you did eighth back then and then now we've got obviously all these different classes etc so um yeah it's sort of thinned out a bit and people have sort of specialist in certain classes but you know tenth buggies is uh, certainly you know one of my passions really yeah
0: so what did you do when you went to australia was it like a holiday that turned into a, a lifestyle oh, or I, racing oh, well, or working or
1: oh no i just basically uh me and my friends were in the pub and we said oh um we you know we had pretty average jobs and we said oh sod it should we just quit our jobs and go to australia um after five or side football we thought oh well you know we had this chat and we're like yeah sod it let's do it so then we all went back home to our parents and said, oh, we're going to Australia for a year. And so me and four mates booked our, our flight, saved up some money, and, and off we went, um, you know, just to have, have a break. And so yeah, went out there for a year and, and had a great time, you know, um, did all the all the sites, et cetera. And so i got some family out there, so went went to see them and uh, worked on a building site out there, which was pretty good because it kept you in good shape. And obviously it was very sunny there. Yeah. And our, our building site had a swimming pool on it, so I used to hop in there at lunchtime. And then have, have barbecues and beers on a Friday with the lads. It was brilliant. And I lived in Sydney for for three or four months. And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, wicked time. You know, yeah. really, really good. Then I came back to reality and thought, right, I've got to get a career, got to get a proper job. And then obviously you've heard uh, how that all went. You know, yeah. with the kind of Mirage HPI days, and and obviously what I'm up to now. So what? Happened, so
0: when you left um, HPI slash Mirage, yep. did you go into the job you're doing now?
1: That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um I, I went to a sales agency. Um, you know the the, the, the RC industry. Um, uh, I'm trying to think how old I was then. Uh, probably 2003 or four, I think. Yeah. Um, you know that kind of era. You know, the internet was coming on. The the high street was starting to get a bit quieter. Not like it is now, obviously. It's pretty dead now most yeah. high streets. But um, yeah, the internet was you know really gathering pace and some shops were starting to close and i thought oh you know this is a bit of a bit of a funny time recession was starting to hit a bit um, you know then and whatever yeah, so i thought maybe it's time to to jump ship you know i've had a, a great time i've learned a lot of uh, you know added some uh, strings to my bow on my cv and and uh, i'll go and see what i can find so i went to a uh, um a, an agency specializing in salespeople and and took my cv in there and told them all about myself and and um they said oh well uh, you know there's a job going um in the south with this filtration company what do you know about filters and I said well I know they go in your car there's air filters there's this that and the other and they said oh well there's this company called Paul Corporation 3.2 billion a year American owned company and they're looking for a sales engineer to look after the industrial um power generation and the Jesus. motors and, and the motorsport market and, I and thought,
0: And they're like, well, there's no one else available. Will you do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, so, so, yeah, I started there um, and, uh, you know, going from the RC industry, which is pretty small and everybody knows each other, going to this company with 11,000 employees globally and factories all over the world. And, and, uh, you know, I was responsible back then. I was in the South probably for about $2 million uh, a year um you know it's quite a culture shock but you know one one i embraced and, and got on with it and i've been at the company for 14 years now and kind of worked my, 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 my yeah, put my teeth back in worked my way up um, to uh um, uk ireland and scandinavia sales manager so i've got uh, five people working for me a couple of people in the office and um all that good stuff and so that's, yeah, that's yeah, class, yeah. Man. what sort of filters do they make um, um we'll, all, all filters air filters or pretty much anything any liquid you can think of from wines beers blood in hospitals yeah. um uh, cabin air filters um fighter jets uh you, you know uh, fuel for the um jumbo jets you know all sorts of stuff so so yeah you know we, we're into into all sorts of things but we're You know, a huge company that nobody's really ever heard of because we're always in the background of a manufacturing facility. So, you know, um, Nissan, Jaguar, Land Rover, et cetera, you know, in in their factory, you know, there's, you know, thousands of our, our filters in the production lines and the hydraulics and the lubrication and the paint side of things um do you, and uh yeah.
0: do, you do anything interesting in, in motorsport as all well? any, yeah, any, yeah, any, yeah. Any, any big teams or anything interesting in, in, yeah
1: well we've, we've got a distributor um called fhs motor racing in slough and they um we basically make aerospace grade quality filters to go in all the formula one cars we also cool. do some for nascar and, and world rally car as well so Um, and, and that distributor was one I, I used to look after. So I, I've been to pretty much most of the F1 teams bar Ferrari, um, and, and had a poke around and, um spec filters up and all that for for the cars
0: so out of interest for the listeners Mm -hmm. nothing not for me but for the listeners yep what's what's an oil filter look like on an f1 car is it like a smaller version of one you'd have on your road car or um pretty
1: pretty much yeah it's a kind of they're about um an inch and a half long and probably um you know half an inch diameter it's a very very small um, and uh, there are a sort of pleated pleated filter that that go, does the engine oil. Then we've got the the car's got so many filters all over it, it's crazy. Um, so they've got power steering, got the DRS um, flap, you've got the uh, engine oil. Um, we did some special filters for the air intake because um, normally it's just a bit of a wetted sponge like most um, you know race cars yeah. and motorbikes have. But um, for some of the desert races, um, you know, we, we developed some filters for that. But pretty much every Every Formula One car's got one of our filters on board um, on the whole of the grid. But then, you know, we've got all the stuff in plant, all the test rigs, doing all the all the dynos. That, that's got all our stuff on. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really really interesting. So yeah, been been to plenty of plenty of customer visits and and yeah, got to see lots of lots of cool stuff and some amazing engineering.
0: That's amazing, Mum.
1: Yeah. Uh, so
0: how? So with you. You you mentioned once again earlier briefly about you started doing yeah. the bike racing. How yep. did you get into that? Is it something because I've noticed a lot of people who I've spoken to who, mm-hmm. who race bikes or are into bikes, yep. it's come through the family. Like all my mates that race motorbikes, the dads always raced or their uncles raced. Was that the same sort of thing with you?
1: Pretty much, yeah. Dad, my dad never raced. He had bikes, um, you know, just on the road and as sort of transport. Um, so yeah, there, there was. Um, bikes around when I when I was a youngster but the 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 real um, you know the guy that really got me onto it properly was my uncle Steve Um, he was a British championship level motocross rider and he came to our house one weekend when he first met my auntie and, and this big builder came up you know huge muscles super fit and and he came up in his his Toyota van and pulled out a red Honda CR500 two-stroke wow and um he pulled it out the back of the van and, and where i lived at the time we had about four acres and uh he said to me i oh, do you want to have a sit on the front bearing in mind i was only probably six or seven years old then and then he took me across this field flat out on a cr500 you know with the front wheel up in the air and yeah. and um you know i was like oh my god this is blowing my mind and then i thought right I want to do this, you know, and, uh, and went from there. For our
0: listeners, um, the CR500 was a, a two-stroke 500cc Honda that mm. was nicknamed the Widowmaker, wasn't it? They, <laughs> yeah, were a oh, le- yeah. they were
1: lethal. Oh, they're still quick these days. Yeah, to be yeah. Honest. You know, um, I've had various 450s over the, year and, over the years, and, you know, the, the 500 has certainly give them a run for its money. Um, still today, you know, absolute beast of a thing.
0: Yeah. I'd love to see Ronnie Mack on one of them. That'd be <laughs> yeah, that would be cool, would Yeah,
1: that would be class, yeah. Yeah, that would be good
0: yeah. fun. Once again, listen, if you don't know who Ronnie Mack is, uh, Google him, you'll, you'll oh, be amazed.
1: It, yeah, goon riding. Yeah, yeah. he sort of invented it. Yeah, so, yeah, he, it's, it's hilarious.
0: It's class. So, anyway, then you got your big break, and you ended up going from the B4. Obviously, you went through the...
1: You, you, you went you were
0: running yokomo for a war, weren't you before you ended up with um Will yeah Spurs. I've
1: sort of you know I've just you know um just to put listeners straight you know i am I'm, I'm no uh uh you know national race or anything like that, but I've always done it as a as a kind of um alongside the bike racing i so I've sort of done motorbike racing since I was about ten years old and still still racing today, but uh, sort of done r c alongside it so sort of in the wintertime you know when the bike season was off i'd really heavily get into the the rc stuff and then come sort of spring and summer um you know i'd I'd be uh back on the bike hence why i've never i've done regionals and stuff but never got a proper f grading or whatever because you know just two different hobbies and never yeah. sort of committed to one so i always keep telling myself one day if i'm packing the bike racing i'll get smashed up or whatever and i can't do it anymore i'll i'll properly put some some time into the rc and <laughs> try and do some bigger bigger meetings and stuff but uh but yeah you know I've,
0: um you're so humble mate you're yeah. So humble. Yeah, I mean, yeah you well, know i mean so obviously yeah, no, you look no. at the stuff you do on the internet though mate you know with you might not be the fastest racer in the world but you're definitely a competent mm-hmm. modeler yeah you know with yeah, the stuff yeah. you do so oh, don't, not, don't yeah, knock yourself down true, right? mate yeah yeah so, i think
1: um you know sort of going back to your point yeah you know i've kind of raced all sorts of cars so you know um from a you know racing perspective of, of uh like i say got got the b4 and, and found some local tracks east that's where i met um lewis and scott dickinson and, and ed kerry and all the sort of local races again um you know from from the ashford days and then uh you know started doing some racing they had a track down in deal um where lewis had a shop and lewis then bought team extreme and did the predator stuff and then i met Will Johnson and, and all that crowd, as yeah. you know, they, they were all quite young, young lads then. And and uh, you know, then yeah, did did some regionals and bits and bobs and and yeah, and, I've, and then um, you know, my uh, sort of real love for, for for the RC kicked in when Maritime opened. Um, you know, I was living fairly close to there at the time, and I was there every Tuesday, and it was like a, it was like a national every Tuesday. It was brilliant, you know, the amount of yeah. people we had coming there. You know, superstars testing, and you know, I remember Lee Martin was there quite a lot, and you know some of the big meet the off-road wars meetings they had when Shinadachi and and uh, you know Neil and, and all the top superstar racers would, would come down. It was it was absolutely awesome and yeah no. So back back then I was um, you know uh, there every single week pretty much um, unless I was away on work and. Yeah, used to race all sorts. Well, whatever was quick, you know, I've never really been sponsored by anybody um, sort of officially. But, um, you know, apart from obviously the wheel speed thing that I'm helping them out with today. But, um, yeah, you know, I was, I was racing what was ever quick back back then, to be fair, you know. So the, the Keo shows were really, really good at Maritime and, and uh, Mick Craddock and, and, and the Craddock family were down there. So we used to run the RB6 on the sort of when it was kind of multi-surface in maritime i know you you've raced there a few times haven't you russ and uh, yeah is that the one that was
0: upstairs
1: in the that's it block? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, uh, certainly got your legs working going yeah those flights of stairs with your hauler bag um yeah. that's the only downside of that place but you know great memories there with with ian and the crew but yeah you, you know so you the race the shows back then and then the yokomo came out you know with the lay down gearbox and that was like the thing to have so then you know raced the yokomos for, for, for many years and enjoyed that and uh um, and various other bits and bobs in between, really. Yeah.
0: So, were you, uh, did you talk willing to do in his own car or did you push him, say, or when he, <laughs> let me rephrase that, when he, because obviously he had the prototype for a little while, didn't he? Did you, yeah, yeah. did, did were you force him into doing it, being mates with him and stuff?
1: Um, no, I didn't, I don't think he needed much forcing to be fair. <laughs> I think it was just, just demand from the, the local club boys. You know, yeah. I, remember, I remember I was at Faversham uh you know again local club that that's been going for 32 years i think and, and again been going there for, for for donkey's years and um you know i remember i remember we walking in with his creation uh and uh you know back well the first wheel speed ever was a um f- for a challenge He's sort of said i'm going to make a, a a schumacher car that hasn't got a belt in it and we all sort of laughed and then then he kind of Created the, the the first wheel speed as such with this um, you, you know five gear gearbox all out of beautiful aluminium and and, uh, and and it was really quick back then it was sort of back of an X ray Schumacher front end some wheel speed bits in the middle yeah. and, and what have you and then um, he built some for him and his friends to use and and uh, I think there was about sort of four or five you know the kind of local friends that he he raced with quite a lot um, that, that, that had them and then the rest of the guys in the club were like you know oh, they're awesome you know you should do something like, like this sort of properly and then I, I think that's how basically will speed was born and uh, and uh, yes yeah, so it's really really grown and, and and done really well
0: yeah it was you know obviously he he said when i first interviewed him on the previous show with the other guy mm-hmm. um yeah. he he, he, he said exactly that basically all, me and all my mates we wanted cars so there's like there was like five or seven of them and they're all different mm-hmm. skill levels and they all had a car and <laughs> they just stopped, they stopped racing <laughs> racing yeah. living the dream like
1: yeah yeah no too right yeah it's, 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 it's great and then you know it's um it's, it's really grown from there you know to all He's the done re- they've platforms. done really
0: well you know not only the platforms the coverage they've got you know yeah. like, you look on the yeah. World Speed Facebook group you know, and there's people from all around the world. on yeah, there going. I've got exactly. one of these, I've got no, one no, of these. It's,
1: it's, it's, um, you know, that's where I sort of helped will speed out really was, um, you know, I, I, I did previously, uh, and they're still going today. I, I went, when, um, kind of, uh, Oopal, um, you know, when Facebook kind of came about, um, and I could start to see the traffic dropping off on Opal cause I was quite a regular on Opal yeah. buying and selling stuff and, and, and contributing to that, f- that brilliant forum and stuff. And, um, and uh yeah the um I, I sort of thought you know the the uh, facebook things kicking off a bit and I, I, there were some more groups coming on board and, I, and one day um i was sat in the office and, and and clicking away on my phone and created a, a, a yokomo group um and uh and then all of a sudden you know more and more members coming in and and um then I was <clears throat> back running it Sorry, I did the Kyosho group first because I was like, there's not really many places to sort of yeah. talk about Kyosho and stuff. So set that group up. Um, and then, again, <clears throat> it built and built and built. And then uh, I think um, it's still going now. I think we've got about 4,000 members in the Kyosho one. Then I did one for Yokomo when I was racing my Yokomo cars. Again, just to share setups, tips, where to buy parts, et cetera, et cetera. And, again, that's gone gone global and got nearly 5,000 members in that one. And then got a little uh, – I used to really enjoy racing the Tamiya 5.11 when that was, um, you know, we are kind of um, in the B4 slash X6 days. You know, the 5.11 was the four-wheel drive to have, and I've I've had loads of different ones of those over the years before the sort of Durango 4.10 came about, which, again, I had loads of those uh, back in the day. Um, You know, and then I did a little – Uh, TRF off-road group again which is still going with about 1500 members so you know I'll keep them going although I'm not um, you you know represented um, you know them but i will I feel I sort of started them, so I owe it to the members to keep them going, really. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's great. And yeah, people keep dropping on um, onto them and getting new members weekly, which is really good. And, and yeah, it's really nice it's, to see. It's, it's crazy.
0: You mentioned um, how Facebook killed the forums, you know, because I think yeah. Oopal, well, obviously they're still going, they lasted really, really well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, you know, some of them that fell by the wayside, like, um, uh what's it called? Uh, Max bashing and um, it, and, yeah. the, and the other one RC race chat, they yeah, just right, died, yeah. didn't they? You know, yeah, I think yeah, people yeah. managed to keep it together because obviously they had like G- Jimmy was like a journalist, wasn't he? That's right. You know, yeah, and he was yeah, like their own, yeah. It was like his newspaper sort of thing. Oh yeah, and that's why. That's why. That's why that lasted so long. And, and and as well, the the forums are strong.
1: Mm, no, exactly. God rest his soul, Jimmy. Yeah. But um, you know, what, what an absolute top guy and 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 you know, brilliant for. For what he did for the off-road scene, I think it's probably you know part of the reason why it's so big in the UK because of the coverage and the reports he did and and everything else yeah. and, and yeah you know, him going to the worlds and the Euros and and his reports. You know, I was I was chatting with a few friends the other day and sent them a few funny pictures from some of his uh, his race reports and they're still li- all live on on the april page and it's yeah. nice going back looking at the old race reports and some of the cars me and my mates made and bits and bobs for the off-road wars events and stuff. Yeah, it yeah wicked. it's
0: wicked. It's crazy. I mean, like, even like a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had some guys on from the Oswestry Club. Mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) I I, I ended up on the u getting pictures of an Oswestry National in like 2007. And Mm. these pictures were still good enough to use... Today, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, it was yeah. so yeah, I know what you mean it was really funny. Like seeing like Mick Craig had a bit of hair, and you know, um, yeah, it was pretty funny, It's pretty good, yeah, it's pretty yeah. good.
1: No, there's you know, top guy, and, and you know, the forum's still going, it's a bit quieter these days, but I don't know if, um, oh, I don't know. It's, know, it is
0: quiet, but my god, it's entertaining some days, oh, yeah, especially, yeah, yeah, to, especially right. through the lockdown. If anyone knows what I want to about.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, too right, too right, and I, I, I don't know if, um, you know. I think you know Facebook groups have their kind of limitations, really. You know, with kind of storing data and stuff, and and finding setup sheets and bits and bobs. You know, there's ways to do it, obviously, but you know, I don't know if um, RC Tech, uh, you know, that that forum still, you know, USA based, but you know, um, that still seems pretty pretty good. And you know, with the sort of wheel speed. Um, stuff that that we're doing these days, you know, I've put some build pictures on there of my cars and, and how to guides, and I put all the lad setup sheets on there and stuff. And you know, we, you, you know, you're still getting you know tens of thousands of views on, on on the forum there. So that that one's alive and kicking. And I don't know if they'll they'll make a comeback, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. We'll have to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah. Did you ever finish that RC10
0: you were building with a, a, a Yokomo low rider gearbox down the middle of it? I did, with indeed, a white yeah. Chassis.
1: That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I did that, and and uh, yeah, raced, raced that a few times, and uh, there's a, there's a couple of videos on YouTube of um, Stuart Rand driving it round Maritime. Yeah. God, he could pedal that thing round. Was but it any, was it
0: any better with with, oh, with, it, that, with it, the modern yeah, gear yeah, option? yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, it was it was quick. You know, um, this was kind of before um you know vintage became huge as to what it is now yeah. um, but uh yeah that's probably sacrilege me drilling a hole in an rc10 chassis back then and sticking a Yokomo box Matt, in you, it but... you
0: should see mine
1: <laughs> so don't yeah. worry about it <laughs> yeah no it's good fun so yeah no i've um i kind of uh, yeah enjoy the vintage stuff and yeah i did i did finish that car and and i converted it into a truck actually so i raced it um at, at barham at my local outdoor astro track and and uh, in the, in the track class and yeah it, it goes alright to be fair it holds it holds its own it's you know I've never finished last with it but obviously it's not 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 quick compared to the uh, you know the T six point ones and, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff but it's still quite amusing when when people see a. A, a, you know an old rc10 whizzing around the track still but obviously don't realize it's got a Yokemo gearbox and a gear diff in it but there we are kind of cheating in a way was that rc10
0: one of your original cars did you keep no, any of your old stuff
1: no no i, I um i didn't know because like you know um I, like, like lots of people's stories you know i didn't have uh you know tons of money um growing up to keep all of them so i used to sort of buy and sell and and, and, and clean them up and whatever i kept to um you know a, a few b4s from that era but as a youngster no, I you know i didn't keep any of my you know old preds or my uh, you know schumacher caps or cougar 2000s and all that stuff that i had you know um although i've sort of been buying them over the years and i've, I've, got, I've got into the vintage stuff before it kind of really became big you know i found yeah. the um uh, you know that that white rc10 well i've got four four of them now um but um you know, I, I bought that probably 10 years ago for 40 quid off a local guy because, you know, the, back then the vintage scene wasn't what it is now and the whole iconic races that they do and all that stuff and that the, the value of them wasn't as steep then. So, you know, I did pick up a, a fair few that then and um, then, uh, you know, picked up another 5.11 and, and and another Durango 4.10 and sort of just got, you know, uh, over the last uh, sort of 10 years picking up, um, you know, sort of, cars that I ran, went, went well with back uh, back in the day and enjoyed wrenching on and stuff. So, yeah, I've got, got uh, three, um, three RC Tenzil powder coated in my kind of white colour um, and, in you know, some with big bores, some with small bores. And, and then I've got uh, that, that mid-motor one I built. Um, I'll try and dig you some photos out for, for, for the post, if you like. Um, that I converted down to a truck, so I've got, I've got those and I've got um, Cougar 2. And uh, and three B4s and enough to build another one. And um, me and Scott Dickinson built a slim B4, which was on one of the Upal reports. And yeah. it was a really really narrow aluminium B4. And Scott machined it out of a lump of aluminium on a on a hand lathe, hand CNC, sorry. And uh, yeah, we we raced that before the mid motor cars kicked off. We were going to try and do a production run of them, but then the X6 came along and and, and we didn't bother. But yeah. there's two of those in existence. So I've got that built up and hanging in the garage. Um, plus, uh, yeah, like I say, I've got a 511 ten, five eleven. I'm trying to think where else. Are. They've just finished a manta ray. Uh, again, that was uh, I had quite a few of those as a youngster. So I picked up a snapped in half manta ray off eBay last year and, and rebuilt that, and it's uh, you know kind of ready to race now. So yeah, yeah, still you know I I enjoy the sort of wrenching and tinkering side almost as much as the racing these days and the kind of engineering side of it all. I find it quite
0: therapeutic. Yeah, I'm, I'm the
1: same. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, know the same. You're a, I know you're a garage tinkerer. And God,
0: they... I tell you what, They're mate, it's crazy. Stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I do, I enjoy it. It keeps me out of trouble, it keeps me out of yeah. the pub. Not, not, yeah. that I, not that I drink anymore, that's probably why I'm in here all the time. You know? <laughs> it's either that or I've got to sit in the house and watch television programs like call the midwife, or oh God. randomly my wife's really interested in programmes about women murdering their husbands, oh, <laughs> you know, up, and I mate. know, I know, anyway, she's going to stop watching them. Oh, crikey, well, you bet you, I'd sleep with one eye
1: open, right? Yeah, I she's do. Pro- she's, pro- she's, pro- she's probably got 101 ways to
0: kill you. I do, she, I do, she's, oh, sorry. every time I look at my food, I'm like, is that glistening? It's <laughs> <Is that> got <laughs> antifreeze in it. <laughs> so... With the Wilspede stuff, then have you yep. tried these new springs they've they've just released? I
1: have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any good, yeah, no, any better? Same, different? Um, lighter? they are. <laughs> well, I, I had. Well, they're um. Yeah, well, they're not made of aluminium. I can yeah. promise you that. But uh, you know, yeah, of um, yeah, there's basically a, a, a sort of group of, of sort of six or eight of us, uh, you know, that live locally to to Wheel Speed HQ, and and we got given some springs to try before. Um, but, you know, they went live on the website and because what we were finding, because, um, you know, we, we've got uh, Essex Carpet Clash near us and we've got the, the excellent 1066 Club, which I go to quite a lot on EOS Carpet, you know, yeah. we we, were, we kind of went with the orange-yellow spring combination because, you know, I'm racing the associated wheel speed yeah. cars and, um, you know, we were stiffening them up and, and uh, y- y- you know, the wheel speed guys were saying, well, you know, you know if we make the spring stiffer you know can we go even faster you know because the corner speed of the wheel speed car is is absolutely amazing and um and uh uh, adam and will were like well let's let's get some springs then so um they basically looked at the they measured all the ae springs and then looked at sort of some gaps and um and and then they're doing their own line of springs now which is cool so they're 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 doing a full a full range um they they've, they've got um about four, four front options and, and four or five uh, rear options from from the wheel speed springs in the range at the moment, and and they're kind of um, a couple of uh, grades harder than the the orange associated. So um, you know, and we're, we're sort of playing around with those. And I know some of the quick boys, um, you know, like Ollie Payne and and. Um, and uh carl moon and and, uh, and ross and, and will and, and what have you you know and carl perryman you know they're, they're all pr- pretty handy drivers um you know they've been testing some springs and and uh yeah they're, they're going really really well um so they're, they're on the website ready to order and they're going to do sort of spring sets so you you know like the lb4 days when yeah. you've got, got them in a pack um with all the different colors there and stuff but yeah it's been interesting having a play with them and um you know i had a, had a a pretty reasonable result on sunday and uh on uh, you, you know using the springs and they feel quite progressive so the car you know when the car's in the turn it can it kind of the, this you can sort of feel, feel the spring kind of loading up um and uh you know you can sort of really really push the car hard and um it doesn't doesn't flip over and um it's got a nice progressive feel to the uh, to the turn really so yeah. no really enjoying running them oh.
0: If, if you if you listen to this podcast off the app i'll put some pictures of the springs on the facebook posts on the so you can see what they were talking about um but i've noticed some of the springs have got quite a loose coil to them haven't they That's
1: like, right, like yeah, three or four
0: yeah. only like three or four coils rather than the normal i like say i don't know eight or ten you'd get
1: yeah yeah i think um it was uh, well I, I don't know the technicalities behind it all to be honest russ but um you know i think uh, get, getting the you know the, the. I think you can kind of compromise between the the, the wire thickness plus the amount of turns yeah. on them, etc., to get the right poundage um yeah. you know rate that you need so i'll leave that to the engineers well, yeah, back to, in, to organize but uh yeah back yeah. in
0: the day my um my old mentor a guy called ray Concar, taught me loads of stuff about real racing cars and he right. would like, literally get a set of verniers on a on a normal set of coil, coil like a coil over spring mm-hmm. he'd measure it he'd, he'd count anything how many coils it had and he'd sit there and he'd work it and go that's a 325 pound spring that that's a two, seven <laughs> foot. and i'm like have you done that from one measurement? Just, um, yeah. it's unreal. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Unreal the yeah. equations behind it.
1: Yeah, you know. I I just tend to, you know, be, being um, you know, Captain Club Race really within the wheel speed team, you know, um I've obviously not as fast as, as as our top top guys on the team that I just mentioned, but you know, it's nice to that's the good thing with the wheel speed team. We've got a kind of mixture of abilities within within the team, the team drivers, you know, so we can give stuff for me at club level to try and and what have you, right up to, obviously, people like, you know, Kyle uh, and Ollie, et cetera, that are kind of, you know, top top 20 UK national drivers, really. Um, so, yeah, no, we've got, got a good, good base of people to try try stuff with, but, uh, but yeah.
0: So, the rumours around, I heard, that you were talking about doing a vintage podcast, Oh really? Are she racing?
1: Yeah, no, I did. I, I've, I've I've thought about doing a uh, doing a podcast. You know, Aiden bullies me sometimes. Well, so yeah, if you want on, any help, Matt, you know, well, I'll help as well. No Yeah, problem. yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I have toyed with the idea for sure. You know, to kind of um, not just vintage, really, but just to, you know have that in the mix as well. Because obviously, you don't want to copy what you guys are doing. Because you know. Um, you know both of your podcasts are absolutely awesome and love love listening to them by the way Um, but yeah i was just sort of maybe thinking of um you know putting some vintage stuff into the mix as well and 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 some other bits and pieces um uh, yeah so yeah i've been been toying with the idea we just haven't haven't finally sorted it out really i I did i have helped out a few um, the podcast with you know helping organise guests and bits and pieces with, with people I know through the RC trade and old friends etc but uh, but yeah no, I might pull my finger out and do one well one day you know
0: yeah class cool one. So. that would we'll be awesome just imagine you know what my favourite part of this show is, is not like talking about the old days like during the war and stuff mm-hmm. but people talking about like I don't know a silly modification they did to an RC10 you know like <laughs> the way they'd milled yeah. a chassis out or I don't know oh, yeah. they'd put yeah. the longer tr- longer front plate off the truck on and you know <laughs> he, he was just you know he's just class mate i just love yeah. that sort of stuff oh well there you I'd, go i would listen you... I'd okay listen. well
1: you can be my first subscriber then, <laughs> if i if i do sort it out yeah I'll, I'll give you a shout
0: brilliant mate brilliant that sounds really good
1: where should we go next let's right. talk
0: let's wait what what motorbikes you racing this year are, are you on road off well, road
1: i'm off road um i've done most things on two wheels since a youngster raced. um you know, I started off in grass track. That's why I've kind of gone back to it this year, really. Yeah. But, um, you know, started off at grass track as a sort of 10 to 14 year old. Uh, I sort of did, did that, uh, did grass track, and then had a bit of a break from, from the bike racing. Got more into my RC as a youngster, then got got working, and at 17, um, had enough money and bought myself a, an RM125 and sort of did, did motocross um, pretty much till two years ago, really. Um, on and off, and, and done um, had loads of different motocross bikes, rebuilt them and tarted them up and powder-coated them and zinc-plated bolts and done all sorts of fun stuff uh, yeah. with with the, with the motocross bikes. And then um, I've done oh, all sorts of, the Western Supermare Beach race. I've done cool. some Enduros. I've, then I did, um, so I had a bit of a break from motocross and me and my best mate Tom went uh, road racing. So we had a transit van, this was before, we had kids, um, you know, obviously not together, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, before, before we had kids and got married and all that stuff, you know, we, uh, we went off and did uh, three seasons with the British Motorcycle Club and went all around the UK and, um, you know, racing at, uh, you know, Brands, Snet, Alton Park, Pembry, um, uh, and went all around the UK doing that, spending an absolute fortune and racing a TZR 250 two-stroke, I love my 2 strokes. So I was racing that and, raced a classic bike a, a dear friend of mine gave me, um, a Rotax 250 single um, bike called a Hijira, which I've still got. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I so did three years of that, then came back, ran out of money, got kids, etc. and then back the crossing, and then done some supermoto stuff on the pit bikes. That's been good fun. And, um, yeah, I had a couple of track day bikes in between, and I've got a GSXR 1000 at the moment I do track days on. Um, and I ride on the road now. I've got it road legal with... It's got race numbers on it, and it's an X race bike with a number plate on it, basically. So <laughs> the police like following me on that. And uh, yeah, then doing, um, and then last year uh, uh, decided to go back to my roots and, and had a Google about if grass track was still going. And uh, yes, yeah, I bought a bike and built that over last winter and, and did, did my first season um, back grass tracking again. And uh, got a podium at the end of the year, which was good. And uh, back back on it again this year. So doing Speedway and grass track.
0: So I was about to ask you, is, mm-hmm. is, a, is a grass track bike the same as a speedway bike?
1: No, no. They, they run they, similar they, engines, you know, they run Because they kind
0: of look similar, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do, yeah. When you're actually up close, you know, the, um, they both run 500cc single-cylinder methanol-powered engines, and yeah. they, they go like uh, go like stink, they do. Um, but yeah, the grass track bikes tend to have a gearbox. They'll have two gears, because um, the tracks are normally longer, yeah. and the grass track bikes have rear suspension. And the, the speedway bikes uh, and they're quite long as well. Like the the wheelbase on my grass track bike is longer than a motocross bike, just to give you a rough idea. Oh, okay. Yes. The speedway bikes a lot lot shorter. Yeah. And because the track the, the, the tracks are quite small, they've got no rear suspension, but they've got front suspension. Yeah. But no no rear suspension. Have you got brakes on a grass track bike? No, you've got, you got. haven't got brakes on no, any of them. No, yeah. Uh, Brakes are for wimps. Well, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: mind you, I suppose, though, with this, I mean, this is me just thinking out loud quickly. Mm. With a big single in it, yeah, I suppose if you lift off the pair, it's it's pretty much trying to slow itself down, anyway, isn't
1: it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they've got um, you know, I don't ride a five hundred, but I've had a go on one. But yeah. They've got they've got quite a um heavy crank in them um, you know, so they they do. Um once you've got them up to revs they 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 do drive a but but yeah you are you are right, you do shut up and they do do slow down fairly quickly, yeah. but obviously if somebody yeah. falls off in front of you, you haven't got much hope no definitely,
0: definitely not um, um, a, oh, 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 I'm proud of this question. Is grass track racing, like model car racing, where you've gone back and there's people still there from 20 years ago? Oh,
1: yeah, 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 but- yeah. Yeah, unbelievably, yeah. No, the, the, there's a few faces that uh, that I recognised straight away when I went back to my first meeting and, you know, people that have sort of been in it. And I think I think grass track and, and speedway really is a bit like RC. You know, once it's in your blood, yeah, you, you'll, you'll always have an interest in it. You know, you'll always be sort of connected. Even if you're not racing, you're still... Check the websites, look at the results, go to meetings and have a watch. And you know, I think I think even when people have a break from RC, they still go and read RC and have a look at what new stuff's coming out. And you know, j- and just yeah. keep up to speed with the national results and bits and pieces. You know, yeah, I'm
0: the same. When I in all my off seasons of racing, I've had. If I'm ever walking in, in any town or ever out with a wife or you know whoever I was with, and there was a motor shop. I'm like, let's just pop in here <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you
0: just have a, quick, have a look yeah. a bit. just see what to see what see what see what, see what it's like at the moment
1: no too right too right no it's yeah it's, it's uh yeah one of those things and I'll, I'll probably do it uh you know um well i, I reckon i'll do it till I, till my old man till i can't do it anymore but uh yeah hopefully the kids will get into it a bit and uh you know um i, I can sort of put some effort into it. a bit like you with your son russ you know um you know, put a bit of effort into to, to getting them into racing and get them off, uh, you yeah. gaming and all the other crap that their kids yeah. are into I, these days. You
0: know, I tell you what, mate, we are having the best time. You yeah. know what I mean? We are. Just, it's just, you know, it's just like we're just our like best mates. It's, you know, I'm very, luck, I'm lucky at the moment because he's still quite young, so he doesn't yeah. think he doesn't think I'm an idiot yet. You know what I mean? But um, but now, we're, like I say, we're just running around, running around the country, racing
1: cars, having a
0: laugh. Yeah, you know I mean, he's brilliant. Yeah,
1: no, I really, I, you know, listen to the podcast. You know, I really get that vibe that you, you know, have some good father-son time, and, and that that's what it's all about, isn't it? Really, and I think, uh, you, you know, it's it's a great hobby. And you know, I've I've done um two meetings uh, with my son now. He did did one at Faversham a couple of weeks ago, and then he did um Hastings and uh, smashed two cars up, but. Uh, um, but there we are, you know. We've we'll got to start somewhere. But it was good watching him in, interact with the adults and, and people he's never met before, and other other kids at the track and stuff. It was, you know, I think you really do, you know, learn some good social skills from RC because you know you, you uh, you've got the sort of technical side of it, and you know he he was putting his own wheels and tires on, and he was yeah. plugging the battery in and 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 using the charger and stuff, which teaches teaches them a bit about you know holding tools and what have you, and how you know um how, how to use them etc and also into, from a social perspective as well i think RC, you know gives a lot back in that way you know yeah definitely sort of, and, and teaches you a lot quite a lot of life skills and stuff that you don't really realize until you're old and you think oh yeah you know i remember that happening or this happening and i learned this from that guy and blah 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 and yeah. it's uh yeah it, it, it's, it, you know there's, there's a good you know really good side to it yeah
0: just a uh, uh, question of interest what's your yeah. what's your lad known for breaking on his car bruce's turnbuckles
1: top turnbuckles. Um, what did he break um what did he do oh a shock end a shock cap um what else uh, then um he used the four wheel drive and, and took a wishbone off of that um but uh, yeah you, you know yeah it, it, no turnbuckle's touch wood so yeah, yeah um, obviously running the wheel speed um you know cars I've got a, I've got two two AE wheel speeds and uh, you know he was running my spare car which uh, you know, and yeah. I was a bit nervous about all that all that lovely aluminium getting destroyed, but uh, no, it I h- held up fine. But, you know, but uh, yeah, a yeah, f- few li- little gremlins, but uh, yeah, you know.
0: Have you had a go with this new Schumacher LD wheel speed? Have I, I have. I caught, is that the right name? The will, yeah, will, yeah, LD Will speed.
1: Yeah, the LD two. Well, it's just conversion for for the Schumacher car. Uh, but no, I haven't had a go on one yet. My f- good friend Chris Goldsmith's got the prototype one that he he's been running. So he, they ran it. Essex carpet clash um, a couple of weeks ago for the first time and and it, it handled really really well Look, looks really really good and then um uh, him and Kyle and Luke Mills went to Barham um, to a club meeting last Sunday the weather was quite nice down down in Kent and um, no rain so they went they dusted off their wheel speeds and, and went outside to get some practice in for obviously Kyle and and Ross and all the all the gang and Steve Wilkinson etc all doing the nationals again. So they wanted to get their cars dialed in with all the new parts for the wheel speed um, that they've released for the AE1 and whatever, and wanted to get those dialed in ahead of the Astro season and regionals kicking off. To be honest, so so yeah, um, yeah, so so the, the Schumacher one w- w- was out again uh, on Sunday on the Astro and went went really well. Chris had a good result with that, and um, yeah, they, they, there's a couple of little tweaks to make and. Um, it's gonna well. It's it's basically released now, so yeah. they they should be going out to customers, um, you know, mid part of this month, um, which is, which is really really good news. And um, yeah, you know, the conversion looks great. It, it really does. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm a bit biased with uh, with helping the Will Speed guys out and, and and being supported by them. You know, I'm obviously fairly biased on their product, but uh, you know, it looks it looks it, it looks, looks a lovely it converge. all looks
0: good stuff, mate. You know, all the cars I've handled, they yeah. just look class you know what i mean there's no difference yeah, in any of the yeah. machine and you know i love how they put the the details in what like a lot of people have all got different chassis numbers some people have got the names right. on and yeah yeah you yeah, know it's yeah, just yeah. real nice yeah. stuff in fact i was at cardiff last week mm-hmm. or the week before did i mention our Kid and one there anyway um well, congratulations yeah, thanks mate um doesn't happen very often i've got to tell everyone about it <laughs> um there was a guy there and he had a wheel speed car and it was anodized black the whole car Oh, wow. And it nice. looked, looked really cool. And I asked him about it. See, I said, how hey, come we have got a black one? And he, I don't know whether it was one Will had done as a sample or a test mm-hmm. uh, when they when they originally did the, the, the cars before they decided to go with the, the, the bear-style finish. Yeah, so,
1: that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. quite but possibly. Yeah, really yeah,
0: they, not, just look, really, he just looked really nice in black. You know, quite, really quite,
1: nice. Ste- quite stealthy, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I bet, bet that did look cool, but... Um, uh,
0: have you got any um, inklings of any new products that's coming or, like, the four-wheel drive or...? Oh, yeah. Um, are, they doing, are they doing some shocks as well?
1: No no shocks at the moment. Um, you know, the Wheel Speed team have got so many ideas, you know. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're often, you know, there's a sort of development chat that goes on with, with some of the drivers and, and uh, you know, Will's a bit of a genius and, and Adam as well, you know, coming up with lots of ideas and solutions and stuff, you know, to... And uh, you know who knows where it's going to go, really. Um, you, you know, Will's a, a good friend is, and, and good mates with all of the drivers, really. So you know that's why I help uh, do the social media side for them and, and help push push the uh, push the brand out there. Yeah. And um, you know we've got Will Speed USA set up now, so so um, you know they're they're doing a good job um, distributing the, the product over there. And, and there's some bigger shops in Europe that um, that the guys are looking at talking to and what have you that i've put them in touch with and stuff so just just trying to you know be a good team driver really and and help help grow the brand and and do a good job and try and help out the customers as best as i can really you know i'm not i'm not going to be winning national a finals or anything but you know if i can help and be 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 good to to the team and and get some more customers on board and and help them go faster that's that's really it's really nice to see you know
0: it's good that they're going into america as well aren't they that's right yeah, you know, yeah. that's pretty it's a cool, yeah, cool thing I
1: think, well i think um you know i was uh i had the first um i had a prototype associated car i think i've got car chassis number four um they they did six for some local lads to sort of just trial fit and test the test the make sure all the a bits fitted on etc and um you know i did a build thread on that rc tech uh forum that i mentioned earlier and uh, i can't remember any tens of thousands of views it's had now but um Will was saying that uh, a little while ago that the uh, the sales of, of the wheel speed cars was, was greater in the States than it was in Europe, which I found amazing, you know, because I know there's more and more carpet tracks than Astro tracks yeah. popping up over there. And I think they they really liked the, the car and it was different, etc. And it's been really popular over there and so much so that the, um, you know, uh, wheel speed got, got a distributor on board over there to obviously help with spare support and shipping, etc and uh yeah it's 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 gone really well and and the the brand um over there distribute or or, or somatics as well, so that's quite cool that again that's a kind of niche unusual brand and it yeah, kind of fits absolutely. nicely with the with the willspeed brand as well so i uh, you know i um i think it's going really well you know, I don't work for willspeed or anything but you know just help out but uh yeah, I think it's going going good over there and nice to see uh and there's there' they're they're sponsoring a big carpet race over there soon. Um, uh, so I'm sure you'll see the banners and bits and bobs there. Oh, sweet. But, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's going good. So yeah, no, really enjoying running my yeah. cars and, and being involved in the team and and trying the new bits that come out. You know, we've got quite a few new associated parts that have come out, like a like the, the new ball stud mount that's got two mil taken off of yeah. the uh, face there, and we've got the high roll center hinge pin block and yeah. the springs, and a, got got a new minus three mil shock tower. So there's a new one piece shock tower that's come out for the for the wheel speed cars. And uh, you know that's obviously lowers the CG and 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 gives it a bit more droop and changes the up travel slightly. Is that a front so or
0: a rear tower? The that's rear, a rear tower. Oh, because yeah, because the, yeah. they're bolt on. No, don't know the carbon that's bolt a, on. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You've got
1: this sort of aluminium part at the bottom, and then you've got the uh, the carbon bit on the top. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's really nice. So yeah, there's there's all you know loads of development going all have the you, time. Have and, you got any other
0: prototype parts that you could talk about? No, no one listens to this. There's only be only new and Probably oh, maybe. I'll
1: get, I'll, I'll get in trouble, won't I? Um, <laughs> no, no. To be fair, um, there, there there's a couple of um, bits and bobs that they're trying at the moment, um, uh, you know, but uh, the, the only one or two of the guys have got um, that the, the team are trying at the minute. So I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll we'll tell all soon once the testing's completed on them. But you know, we're just talking sort of option parts for the for, for the cars at the moment. So um, so yeah, the. Um, so yeah, the uh, Schumacher is obviously the latest release, plus the springs again they're new. But they, like I said earlier, they've got so many ideas and, and things to try and and whatever that uh, I'm sure there'll be loads of loads of new bits and pieces coming out, and, and hopefully a, a wheel speed car one day that would be cool a whole whole complete car. Well
0: yeah, we we were talking about this when we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago when he was I'm <laughs> like uh, how about a four wheel drive, um, yeah, and yeah. he was like well we've got the seventy four and I'm like no how about like a real four wheel drive from you <laughs> with lay down shocks like and he said well you never know what's coming so i took that as a right they're doing a predator style (laughs) car
1: but he wouldn't give any more information than that who knows you know um will come will's got some great ideas and 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 what have you but yeah i've I've no idea myself on that but i'm I'm sure it'll be shiny and alloy and uh, and and lovely when it does come out whatever will creates uh, you know is always pretty cool class man
0: right mate we're just sticking up towards the hour now so, I'm going to ask you the famous questions. Well, hey. Um, first one, my favourite. Um, out of all the cars you've ever driven, uh, mm-hmm. what is your favourite car? And because uh, you've done on-road, you can have two. Um, but, you know, if you could go to the track tomorrow with any one of them that you were most happy with, where would you be going tomorrow? Uh, what, what car would okay. you go with tomorrow?
1: right. I think from a car perspective, I'd probably say... Um, I'll probably say the um you know the B four was probably one of my favorite cars. Um, you know, it got me back into buggy racing properly. Um, you know when you know when that car came out so that 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 was pretty cool and I had lots of fun racing with my mates locally with with the b4 and obviously you know the b4 is a legendary car isn't it you know i've got yep. got four, four of them in the garage on the on, or hanging on the wall there so you know love love that car and obviously great history with the, the world championships it's got and craggy etc so you know that's that's a pretty cool car and from an on-road perspective um probably the tc3 you know, I really like that car, and used to race that. Um, Barham had an on-road track, um, you know, back in the day, and used to race that down there and on a Wednesday night, which was cool. So yeah, they're probably my two my two favourites. And then track track wise, um, uh, Maritime, I'd say, was probably my my favourite favorite place you know they're multi-surface yeah. you know when when that was like that and some of the off-road wars events so you know maritime's probably one of my my favorite tracks and and you know super good fun but you know quite a in the south we've got quite you've got Eden Park we've got Barham uh, we've got Faversham. so we've got uh, 1066 you know so we've got some really really good clubs locally so quite spoilt where I am plus
0: and because you've rushed through my second question I feel like I need to ask you another one that isn't oh. wasn't planned at all and it's coming straight off the top of my head because mm-hmm. you've done real motorsport mm-hmm. what's your favorite track for for the bikes in the uk now you can't include cadwell because we all know that's the best oh, um, i was Ameri- going to say cadwell american listeners canadian listeners check out cadwell park in the uk c a d w e l and yeah. check out or cadwell park the mountain and just go to yeah. images
1: yeah that's right or 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 google um josh brooks at cadwell yeah. um that guy Literally launches his fire blade uh, back then, you know, like a motocross bike off of yeah. there. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. But okay, so Cadwell was my number one choice, but you, you I can't have that. Everyone says that. So, you ask any any um, real club race in the I'd UK, say, they will say I'd, Cadwell. I'd say Alton Park then. Yeah, um, Alton's, uh, you know, had, you know, did a couple of races there, um, and uh, you know, that's like a roller coaster that place. And Shellor's hairpin, and and uh, you, you know, you, there's some quite committed parts to that track where you've got sort of blind crests over the back there you gotta just <laughs> aim
0: for the oak tree yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you've got it yeah fourth gear flat out and, and you're doing god knows what speed and you just gotta sort of grit your teeth and just keep the throttle on and go over the top you know it's pr- pretty mad so now that would be one of my favorites for sure perfect mate class
0: right then mate we're coming towards the end there so before we let you go do you want to say thank you to anyone friends family sponsors long-suffering wife
1: Oh, just like, well, obviously the wife. Yeah, thanks very much to Jules for letting me have the Sundays to go and play with the bikes and, and with the RC stuff. And thanks to all the local racers and friends that, that I've met through this hobby, really. You know, a good, really good bunch of lads. And, and thanks to, to the team at Will Speed, really, you know. They've been, you know, really good to me, and and obviously tried to repay the favour with with pushing the brand and and helping the customer base. Out. So just a big thanks to those guys, and you know, great bunch of people within the team, and always have good fun track side. And. And, uh, and quite a good laugh together taking the mick out of one another and again beers in the evening etc so no good good bunch of lads and uh, you know thanks to the Will Speed team
0: nice one mate brilliant um let me say a quick thank you to um our listeners and the sponsors okay before we let you go so massive thank you to cmo distribution schumacher racing and Will Speed, the companies that keep us in every week guys thanks very much for listening we really do appreciate you getting involved with our car crash of a podcast one take this week I promise you this week it was one take um, don't forget to like and share for a chance to be in with a prize at the Christmas draw that's it we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week Mark thanks for coming on you've been epic
1: Thanks, Sam. thanks very much for having me
0: no problems I'll speak to you at the races alright
1: yeah take care cheers cheers